Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Selmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here, always socially distancing from home, along with the About Mansfield news team. This is episode 61. It's been a busy week for all Mansfield residents. We appreciate the fact that you are here with us today. Coming up on this episode, Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And don't forget the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic spread apparently continues to its decline in Mansfield. But keep taking precautions. City heroes, trash pickup, and the winter storm. We talk about it all in a moment with the mayor. NASA continues its robot attack on Mars. Hindsight is 2021. I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin, and we'll explore the space-time continuum and other topics in the Ask Terry segment later in the show. Let's take a trip to New York, Manhattan to be more specific, as Brian Certain serves up the cocktail of the week. Alexa has our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve talks in studio with Mansfield ISD school board member Karen Marcucci. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Did you know that Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, Swahoo provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Do you plan on going into healthcare, research, or education? Earn a degree in biological sciences at Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Hi, I'm Karen Marcucci, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic appears to be declining in Mansfield, and with the good news, here's our roving science reporter, Dennis Webb. Thanks, Steve. 
This will be a brief report as the recent freezing weather will likely depress some reporting on our town in Mansfield. All indicators are down, a hopeful sign, but not necessarily indicative of the true spread of the virus here. Mansfield ISD reporting has not been updated as in-person schooling was canceled between the Monday holiday and the weather closure. Maybe next week will be clearer. At Mansfield Methodist Hospital, the number of COVID-19 patients was a little lower than the week before, 100 patients. The number of COVID patients in the intensive care unit beds is about the same as a previous week, around 21, still well below our record high of 29 we saw at the start of January. The decline from the peak is good, but there are still 21 Mansfield families with a loved one in the ICU. Looking at the countywide numbers, Tarrant County's numbers declined, but this may have been due to the reduced reporting due to the freezing weather. Countywide hospitalization with the virus has continued to decline, with one estimate of last week's average value of 798 citizens in the hospital with the virus, the lowest hospitalization we've seen since late November. These numbers include those for Mansfield Methodist. Regarding vaccinations, Tarrant County is now reporting local data. The current report indicates 4% of eligible residents have received the second shot, suggesting we are a long way to herd immunity. My wife and I are still waiting on our appointment with uh, the county for our first shot, now seven weeks of waiting, as demand has exceeded supply locally. Our county judge, Glenn Whitley, encourages all citizens to register to get the vaccination and continues to request that we follow his recommended measures of masking, distancing, hand-washing, avoiding crowds, stay home if you can until the numbers get a lot better. We are still under his emergency declaration. While we see good trends, it is not it does not mean we're anywhere close to stopping the epidemic or the misery it visits on a few of those infected. From the newly thawed science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. Dennis will be back later in the episode with a NASA update on the Perseverance on Mars expedition. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday, and here with the follow-up, we call this the moment with the mayor, Michael Evans. I should mention that the following opinions are those of Michael Evans and may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. Mr. Mayor, welcome back to About Mansfield. It is good to be here, Steve. Thank you for having me. Quite a week you had. You know, last week was was a month. Yeah. <laughs> but we survived. We did survive. Because we Mansfield survive. survives. And Mansfield is strong. That's why we survived. That's yes, right. sir. Mansfield's strong. Let's talk about last week for before we get into what happened at City Council. Let's talk about the heroes of the storm. You know, the, the real heroes uh, of the storm... Were the, um, the the city staff, the city workers, the policemen, the the the, the firefighters, the EMTs, uh, uh, Jeff Price and his entire crew uh, at the uh, water uh, treatment plant? I, I can think about uh, the uh, Mansfield churches for the city in regard to uh, those churches that opened up uh, their doors uh, and or facilities for uh, warming stations, and of course, city of Mansfield did that as well. Uh, um, the really the residents, we know that about 30, 35 percent of, of the city was without power uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. And, and when you think about that, those residents who uh, themselves, uh, those who had power, uh, what they did was uh, they brought food to the warming centers. Uh, they. Um, made sure that uh, their neighbors were taken care of. So 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 when you think about the heroes of the of the day and the heroes of that week 
it was it was Mansfield residents taking care of each other, just like we do in the state of Texas. You know, it's Texans taking care of Texans. And it's it's unfortunate. But this is true. It's it's amazing how a crisis brings us together. And we experienced that. You know, to uh, a shout out as well to uh, um, Joe Smolinski and, and his entire staff, um, um, each and every one of uh, my colleagues on the uh, city council, uh, uh, to them and the work that uh, they did. And again, just people helping people. That, that, that's it. I mean, when we talk about the heroes, uh, let me let me also say this. Our state representative, uh, David Cook, uh, and our state senator, Beverly Powell, uh, they, too, were on the phone uh, making calls uh, to uh, Encore uh, and, uh, again, working. They, they, they work 24-7. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, all of us uh, did that and wanted to make sure that the people of Mansfield were taken care of. Let's get into the agenda from last night, and uh, the results of a city survey came up. Yes, yes, yes. We uh, on, on last night we had the opportunity uh, to uh, hear the presentation on the community survey that was conducted in November and December, and uh, the research firm ETC, uh, that particular institute, provided us with somewhat of an overview. And and here's what I really want to highlight, and that is that ninety uh, percent of the residents who were surveyed, uh, they, they really were either very satisfied or satisfied with city services, and their perception of the city is uh, high. Uh, they they also uh, gave a, um, I, I think I think just a glowing report on uh, again the people who work in and work for uh, the city, uh, our, our firefighters, our first responders, our police, uh, in regard to uh, also uh, people's perception of Mansfield as being not only a safe place, but also being being cordial, being inviting uh, to people from all different stripes uh, uh, that came forth. Now, I will say this, as, as uh, all citizens uh, will know, for the most part, residents in particular, uh, will be able to tell you that uh, we still have work to do on our traffic flow and traffic issues and uh, streets and, and, and infrastructure. It wasn't necessarily negative. However, it was uh, and is an area that uh, we know that we're going to have to give uh, attention to. And again, you, you're talking to a kid from Houston, Texas. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so so, when so we, you know a little bit about I traffic. Know, I just a tad <laughs> bit about uh, uh, traffic, but um, it is something that uh, we are giving serious uh, attention to even now, you know, as we speak. So we're working on it, Mr. and Mrs. Mansfield. But the general consensus of the survey is Mansfield's a good place to live. It's a good place to live, a good place to play, and a good place, great place uh, to learn. The, uh, there, there was an author that said one time, the, uh, the, the good is an enemy of great. So I, I'm going to say great. You know, we, we, we are definitely that place, and we're continuing uh, to do better, and uh, we appreciate the folks giving us uh, the thumbs up. On the agenda is the update for emergency management, and let's get into that. Let me say this in regard to emergency management. Uh, we have a, a, a team of people uh, that actually uh, have their eyes on the well-being of the city 
every day. And uh, we saw that with Captain Greg Cutler. Captain Greg Cutler is our emergency management coordinator. He is a, a person who you, you, you don't know and you won't get to know him until you have a crisis. And uh, I tell you what, uh, Greg did uh, shine in regard to the work that uh, he did uh, for the city just, just around the clock in the opening of warming stations. Um, uh, he's, he worked with uh, people like the Texas Baptist men with Mansfield Mission, uh, uh, Carmen McMillan, uh, bringing together uh, partners uh, that would uh, help people to rise up from uh, this latest uh, crisis. So I can't say enough about him. Now, of course, one of the things that uh, we all learned, as you do in crisis, there, there are places uh, that uh, we need to work on, you know, some, some gaps and things of that nature. But um Overall, it was it was uh, outstanding, and uh, as I mentioned, we were we were the only we were the only municipality uh, in the local area for the most part that did not have to call on or call for a boil water ordinance yes. or boil water order. And uh, I think that says a whole lot about, uh, as I mentioned, our staff. Last night I said, you know, it's the staff, it's the staff, it's the staff. And uh, these are people who are often overlooked. Let me tell you something. Th th they were at, at one point in regard to uh, turning off water and uh, making, we even made uh, how-to videos, you know, how to turn your own water off. And of course, that's not something that we normally do, right. you know, but um, uh, we did that. And when I say we, I'm talking about our city. And I'm happy to be a part of that team, to be honest with you. You know, I, I was kind of the, the front man, you know, the, the little guy on television yelling, right. you know, at folks to, <laughs> to turn on, you know, push the button. But um, the, the folks in the trenches uh, uh, were the people who should really get the accolades. Mr. Mayor, why are my garbage days switching from Tuesdays to Mondays? What a fine, that's a fine question. I, I, efficiency. Uh, the city continues to grow. Yeah. The city continues to grow. And as Mansfield continues to grow and to expand, uh, those routes uh, have to be uh, altered uh, a bit uh, so that we can make sure that uh, no one uh, loses uh, the needed service. And uh, that, that's one of the things that I think that, that we sure want to be, uh, continue to be mindful of. And I uh, want everybody to know, number one, that uh, you, we aren't losing any garbage days. Uh, some of them, of course, uh, may change. But uh, in regard to that, uh, please know that uh, we are uh, going to flood uh, the, the media market. We're going to flood all of our social media uh, uh, platforms. And uh, you'll be hearing more about that around, uh, well, actually, in the next few days, you know, sure. e even, even as this broadcast takes place. And you'll start seeing uh, the services uh, uh, alter a little bit, transition a little bit, because that's really what it is, more of a transition um, around March 22nd. But uh, we're going to be putting that word out. You're going to get it in your mailbox. You're going to get it at the grocery store. You <laughs> Everywhere, you will know what your day is. But uh, for the most part, uh, it, it's, it's a matter of efficiency. I think aside from getting used to moving from Tuesday, Friday to Monday, Thursday, it's really not a big deal for for my family, if there's a three-day weekend starting with Friday, so we miss Friday. But then there may be a three-day weekend ending with Monday. We miss yeah. Monday. Exactly. It's, so exactly. it's it's either exactly. or. 
And, and yeah. here's something else that we learned. You know, uh, you know those trucks uh, can run out of fuel. So oh, sure. so as so as the city grows uh, with with the uh, present route schedule, uh, trucks would go into neighborhoods. They would you, you, they would either be recycling or actually uh, picking up uh, garbage, and then they would have to leave the route, go back to uh, the uh, home base, fill up again, then go back out uh, into uh, the communities and, and the neighborhoods. And again, then that's a bigger problem because one is a fuel efficiency. The other is your trash is being picked up later. Right. So uh, yeah, it, it's all about efficiency and uh, we appreciate uh, the work that's being done there. And finally, going back to the storm, what legislation has the uh, the city council considered in taking to prevent situations? Well, to a person, I think we all know, and of course, to the listeners of this podcast, we all know that uh, last week was a difficult time. Uh, and, you know, there's a time and a season for all things, uh, says wise man Solomon. So council approved uh, sending a resolution to the uh, Texas legislature to support legislation uh, that would keep electricity providers from selectively turning off power uh, to critical public infrastructure like uh, water treatment plants and sewer lift stations. And, and this action is in a direct response, of course, to last week's emergency uh, that left not only residents, but critical city uh, infrastructure in danger of failing uh, due to power outages. So uh, uh, we're going to work together as a city council uh, to advocate on behalf of our residents to ensure that uh, these situations uh, do not occur. And we believe that this will also help us uh, to support uh, representatives. Cook and uh, State Senator uh, Beverly Powell in their efforts to uh, make sure that this does not happen again. Have there been any reports of price gouging in Mansfield from the storm? You know, that's a, that's another good question. I have not uh, heard any yet. And, and you know, for those, again, who's listening to this podcast, uh, I am hoping that if you run across or come across or the victim of uh, price gouging, that uh, you would please uh, report that uh, to the city. And uh, not only that, but uh, we know that there are people who are, are really hurting. Uh, so uh, let me, if you don't mind, Steve, just, sure. just uh, give out this uh, web address. And it is mansfieldtxresponds.org. So let me say that again, mansfieldtxresponds.org. And this is where our residents who need assistance, uh, they, they, can, they can apply for assistance. People who want to volunteer, they may also volunteer. And, and this is also a good medium as well, I believe, uh, for people to uh, report those kinds of things. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that, um, people should ever be taken advantage of, but especially when uh, they are down. And, and I want you to know that uh, law enforcement, uh, I, I believe that our state's attorneys general, uh, that office is going to uh, really prosecute people who do that. So um, I'm hoping that uh, what I'm giving now is a warning to anybody thinking about uh, doing that to uh, people when they're down. Mr. Mayor, we'll see you in two weeks. That's the prayer. There you go. Thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. NASA continues its robot attack on Mars. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the story. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. 
Some updates on the Perseverance rover's mission to Mars. Landing was successful last week, and NASA recently released a cool video of the descent from space. Apparently, modern spaceships have lots of cameras everywhere. Everything is working great, including a little helicopter called Ingenuity. At last report, the little helicopter was still attached to the belly of the rover where its batteries are starting to charge. A process Perseverance's handlers back here on Earth want to do over several weeks, as they also check out how the helicopter survives the bitter cold of Martian nights. Sometime in March, the giant space robot will drop the charged-up helicopter on the ground, and it will take its first short flight. If this works, this is a technology demonstration, not a science experiment, they will plan to do more ambitious flights made possible by a solar array that the helicopter has above its rotors to recharge the batteries. The little helicopter is 19 inches tall and weighs in at about 4 pounds. Its two counter-rotating coaxial rotors, that means two of them rotating in opposite directions around the same shaft, are 4 feet across since the atmosphere is much thinner than here on Earth, so you need bigger rotors. So this is bigger than the drone you bought from Amazon. Ingenuity's small boxy body contains gyroscopes, tilt sensors, a solar tracker, a camera used to determine its position and speed, and an altimeter, all used by the little computer to autonomously fly and navigate. Quite a bit more sophisticated than the drone you bought from Amazon, but similar to some of the navigation things in your smartphone. One difference, Mars has no magnetic field, so a magnetic compass doesn't work, and there is no GPS system around Mars. A thing I had forgotten about, it appears that my name has landed on Mars, riding on the Perseverance rover. A few years ago, NASA invited anyone to fill out a form on a website to have their name etched on a microchip carried to the surface of Mars. I had missed a couple of these earlier on earlier robot landers, but it appears that I remembered to do it this time. Apparently, 10 million fellow space geeks signed up, so the printing is really, really tiny, done with an electron beam on a silicon wafer. If you didn't register for this mission, NASA will probably invite us all to submit our names to ride on the next rover or other robotic spaceship. I will let you know. This is not an important scientific thing, but it keeps people interested. My brother-in-law has his Mars boarding pass framed in his office. From the science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the Ask Terry Do-It-Yourself Home Improvement feature. Terry Radswin is our resident home improvement specialist and answers your questions about the place that you call home with a song and a dance. Terry? I've got a friend, a girl named Ann, who asked me one day if she can ask me a question about the storm we had last week. As you might guess, this week's question comes from Ann, who writes, Now that we have mostly survived the great Texas freeze, what should we think about in terms of insulation for our houses? Can you give us some low, medium, and top-notch options to make it more bearable when this happens again? Thanks, Anne, for the questions. And, of course, I certainly hope that everyone within the sound of my voice is well and survived last week with a minimal amount of damage. I know that a lot of Mansfield residents didn't, and I trust that you are all taking advantage of the resources that are out there to help you recover and repair the damage. To directly address your first question, Anne, there honestly isn't a lot to think about when it comes to insulation. Once a home is constructed and finished inside, retrofitting insulation is pretty difficult to do, particularly so if you have a brick veneer exterior all the way around the house. 
On the flip side, the one area where we're all vulnerable to heat loss and cooling in the summer is the attic, and that's one of the easiest areas in which to beef up your home's insulating value. I know I talked about insulation back in October, but it bears repeating now because we're not out of the woods until April as far as I'm concerned, and the topic is certainly top of mind for most of us, having felt the bite of winter's cold in one way or another last week. We speak of insulation in terms of R-value or resistance to heat loss. The U.S. Department of Energy's recommendation for North Texas is for homes to have attic insulation to an R-value of 30 to 60. In simple terms, that means somewhere between 11 to 20 inches of either blown-in insulation, could be fiberglass or cellulose, or fiberglass batting. It's nice right now, so get up in the attic and measure the thickness of that insulation. If it's less than about a foot over the entire area of the attic, you need to get after it and upgrade. And it's important to look at areas you might not think about as well, like garages and porches that are covered by the main house's roof. My attic has no insulation over the garage, and I found the temperature to be a chilly 26 degrees when I went out to get something from the refrigerator last week. While the wood framing of the house doesn't conduct cold or heat very well, that's why I recommend wood windows over any other type. Steel, like the steel cladding of the fire door leading to the garage, or concrete, like the concrete floor of the garage, which is connected to the slab of the living space, does conduct cold very well. Keeping the garage at a reasonable temperature is important. Insulating the roll-up door is a good step as well. While you're up there in the attic, if your house has a simple gable roof, it's a good idea to insulate those gable end walls to an R13 or an R15. And if we're going to talk about insulation in the attic, we should discuss radiant barrier on the underside of the roof deck as well. We traditionally think of it as more of a help in the summer in keeping extreme heat out of the attic, but it also works to reflect heat escaping through the attic back downward, helping to keep the home's envelope warm. And if you've got water pipes up in the attic as a result of a reroute from a slab leak, it's absolutely critical to make sure that those pipes are super well insulated to protect them from freezing. You might even consider getting some electric heat tape and wrapping those insulated pipes so that they won't freeze in extreme temperatures, of course, providing that you have power. Insulate your water heater with a fiberglass jacket as well, and that's doubly important if your units are in the attic. At the beginning, I spoke about retrofitting walls. Unfortunately, it's pretty tough to do without requiring some pretty major surgery on those walls. But if you're doing an invasive remodel, it might be worth considering stripping the drywall off your exterior walls in the rooms you're remodeling and having sprayed on polyisocyanurate foam installed to replace any fiberglass in the walls. It's by far the best insulator out there, and it'll find its way into all the nooks and crannies where heat and cool can leak out. And and if you're looking at replacing exterior siding down to the studs, again, the time is right to get that spray foam going. Okay, to the second question. Good, better, best. At bare minimum, I'd be looking at caulking around all the doors and windows. If you've got aluminum frame windows, replace them at least with vinyl and preferably with wood. Make sure you've got double pane glass with argon gas between the panes and make sure the glass has a low E or low emissivity coating on it. That'll help reflect heat out in the summer and keep it in in the winter. 
Your better option includes increasing attic insulation and ensuring that all areas where air can infiltrate the attic are insulated. Of course, not to the exclusion of good attic airflow, which is necessary for your health as well as the health of your heating and cooling equipment. The best option is replacing existing wall insulation with sprayed-in polyisocyanurate foam and installing radiant barrier on the bottom of the roof surface, as well as beefing up the insulation on the attic deck. Well, Ann, I hope that was a start. I'd love to say there's more we can do insulation-wise, but it's very tough to do much more than the attic without invading the wall envelope of the house. Caulk, insulate, and keep the thermostat at a minimal level for comfort, and you and your infrastructure should survive, unless we get another 100-year weather event like we experienced last week. Climate change is very real, and it's not impossible to see a cold snap like this again in our lifetimes. Thanks to Mansfield's favorite acoustic duo, Scott and Steve, for originally creating the musical interlude I presented at the beginning of the segment, with some lyrics changed to fit the situation. And if you've got a question about home improvement or repair, send it to me. You can reach me by email through the podcast or connect with my Facebook page at Ask Terry AM Podcast or my Twitter at Ask Terry AM Pod. We'll talk again soon. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin. If you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that's askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle another home improvement question next week. It's time right now for the Cocktail of the Week, and reporter Brian Certain takes us to Manhattan. Let's pour one up right now. Brian? This week's cocktail is one of the most classic of cocktails, and also another one that's easy to make at home, the Manhattan. According to TasteCocktail.com, there are many theories about how the Manhattan came about and how it was named. Among the most popular of these date back to the 1880s, with a Dr. Marshall coming up with the recipe for a party that was held at the Manhattan Club in New York City. The party was hosted by Lady Randolph Churchill, Winston's mother, and most people in the industry now believe the story is a myth because at that time, Lady Churchill was pregnant with Winston and at home in England, therefore not partying in New York City. The other think it's a bartender who invented the cocktail at the famed Hoffman House in New York City. In whichever story you choose to believe, the Manhattan Club still lays claim to the ownership of the recipe to this very day. The cocktail is widely available in bars and restaurants and cafes throughout the world and is regarded by many bartenders, not this one, as one of the best cocktails to have ever been served. But like the old-fashioned, the Manhattan is very similar in that it has whiskey and bitters. But instead of a sweetener, such as simple syrup or a cube of sugar, it has vermouth. And now, whether it's either a sweet vermouth or a dry vermouth usually determines uh, what type of a Manhattan you're going to get. So a dry Manhattan is going to be served in a martini glass, and you're going to chill a martini glass, packing it with ice and setting it aside to let the glass get nice and really crystal cold. Then you're going to add all the ingredients into a shaker glass, and the ingredients include for a dry Manhattan, two and a half shots of bourbon or rye whiskey, one shot of dry vermouth, two to three dashes of Angstura bitters, you garnish with a lemon peel. 
After you've added all those ingredients to the shaker glass, you're going to half fill it with cubed ice. You're going to close that glass off and shake it for about 30 to 45 seconds. You want that shaker, that Boston shaker, to be as cold as you can stand. Then you're going to strain it into the martini glass where you've now discarded the ice, and you're going to garnish and serve. The difference with a sweet Manhattan, still two and a half shots of bourbon, one shot of sweet vermouth. You're going to get a splash of cherry syrup. You're going to still have the two to three shots of bitters, and then you're going to garnish with the maraschino cherry. Again, as always, I'm open to hear your input and your take on this cocktail. You can always reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Ted Allen likes to say, life is too short to drink cheap booze. Reporting for bourbongospel.com and the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Sunday is National Public Sleeping Day. And in the event that you get the urge to pull up a park bench for an afternoon snooze, let's see if the weather is planning to cooperate. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 65 degrees and intermittent clouds. Thursday, 51 degrees and rainy weather. Friday, 55 degrees and lots of clouds. Saturday, 65 degrees and cloudy skies. Sunday, 70 degrees and thunderstorms. Monday, 65 degrees and dreary weather. Enjoy your week as we walk between the raindrops. According to Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. Sprinklers need to remain off. There will be some warm and sunny days before chances of rain this weekend. And if you are able, please keep conserving water to allow our suppliers to catch up from the impacts of last week's storm. You can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Congratulations to Hugh Hunton, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What is the name of Mansfield's fire chief? According to the City of Mansfield website, the Mansfield Fire Rescue Chief is Michael Ross. Hugh has won a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip. The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion... 
Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills. What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70-proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh, my gosh. Becky, Becky, Becky. Come here. You have to try this. Ooh. What the? This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find Cold hammer steals fine liqueur is at total wine and more or your favorite package store ask for it by name it's time right now for the highly coveted wildly popular trivia question of the week the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Stevens Garden and Grill. They are located at 223 Depot Street in downtown historic Mansfield. Steaks, burgers, barbecue, and much, much more. You can check out their menu and their hours on the web at stevensgardenandgrill.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Independent School District has been representing the schools in this area for well over a decade. Even more so, well over a century. This week's trivia question is, when was the Mansfield ISD established? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, when was the Mansfield Independent School District established? Good luck, and thanks to Jan and John at Stevens for the gift card. Coming up after the break, Steve talks one-on-one in studio with Mansfield ISD school board member Karen Marcucci. Stay with us. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the switch from news to talk. And the snowstorm that we experienced last week closed the recording studio and all of my appointments were canceled, including my in-studio interview for this week. So for the first time in 61 episodes, we are going to dig into the archives and give you an encore presentation of our interview with Mansfield ISD school board member Karen Marcucci. At that time, she was the president of the school board, and we will talk about the school board, ice cream, glitter, travel, and of course, the lightning round. Enjoy. In talking about your your childhood and and your family, uh, your mom and dad loved to travel, has that travel extended into your married life with with your husband your three girls do you do you still do a lot of traveling we don't do as much as i did as a um child uh but we do a lot and my parents have been phenomenal my parents do take the girls on trips without 
me and my husband, and sometimes they prefer it that way. (laughs) (laughs) And so they've had a lot of fun with that. And we have been trying to travel a little bit more. Um, I'll tell you, coming up this Labor Day weekend, um, with COVID and everything, it had really put a damper on a lot of the work that we had done as far as trying to plan for different trips and all. So we're actually headed to Marfa. So my girls really haven't been uh, that part of Texas. Have you been? Uh, I have not either. Oh, it's wonderful. And so we've got a little house there. And so we're excited in uh, the McDonald Observatory is open again for their star parties. They're at reduced capacity, but I was online Monday so that I could get some of the first tickets that were offered. And we uh, did get tickets for that. So I'm very excited about that opportunity. And uh, so we're not you know, going out of the country quite as much as we had, you know, originally been doing or thought about doing, but we are trying to explore uh, a little bit more and just get our girls exposed to a lot of different lifestyles and a lot of different uh, places. Yeah. Fort Davis is right up the road and that's, it's kind of a, a neat place to spend half a day and, and you can hike up to the top of the mountain and which has a wonderful view of the fort. And what is the art piece that it's... The Prada store? Yes. Prada, yes the Prada yes. store is, is wonderful. Uh, Alpine is just what, 20 minutes where the original Riata restaurant is if you want a really nice yes. fine dining experience with teenage girls. <laughs> well, we like to expose yeah. them to everything. So uh. Marfa is very cool because it's a very artsy, minimalist city that y- you see a lot of blank spaces, which to them is art. Uh, Marfa was was one of my favorite. And then you got to go out and to go see the Marfa lights. Of course. Which yes. Which is right off the highway. And, and it's a good mix it, for my family too, because one of my daughters, she's uh, very into art and loves everything about art. So I thought that that would be a really neat thing for her. I've got others that are, you know, interested in more of the science side of things, others that are interested in hiking and all of that. So it kind of puts all of our interests together. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go back to the school board. What's the most difficult part of your job? Oh, the most difficult part is trying to do what's best for every child. And so there are many times we have to make decisions that are in the interest of most children, knowing that they're not in the interest of every child. And uh, And that's not always easy, is it? That is horrible because um, you start to think about those individuals and you start to think about those particular families that you know things aren't going to work out well for them. Um, But you also know that there's a limited amount of resources and there's limited funding that we have to take on these different programs. So trying to serve the most kids, you know, as effectively as we can is probably the hardest part. And parents can get pretty emotional at the the school board meeting. Yes. And I'm glad they do because that means they care. So every time an emotional parent talks to me or reaches out to me, um, it actually makes me a little happy inside because that means that they care enough to fight it for their children. And I worry a little bit when parents aren't that involved Mm -hmm. and don't care that much. And so, um, you know, it really kind of frames the conversation in a different way when you know that they're angry because they care so much for their kids. What's the biggest misconception that the general public has toward a school board or a school board member? So one of the ones that's really interesting to me that comes up year after year is um, uh, they think that we don't think things through. Um, There's always a misperception that because 
many of our votes are unanimous, that um, there's groupthink or that, you know, we really haven't thought things out. And I, the thing that I try to explain to people that have that concern is that by the time a proposal comes to us and it's ready to be voted on, um, we like to think that it has been so well vetted and so well thought out that there is no way uh, to move forward except to vote for it, um, because we really want to make sure that we do have the best thought out ideas. So I think a good example of that, um, hopefully this doesn't get people too raw, but um, you know, when we talk about um, the Star Center, yeah, uh, a lot of people think that the school board voted on that, but that never actually made it to a vote. So when that was first brought forward to the school board, school board members had enough concerns and had gone to the superintendent about that, that it was never um, vetted well enough that we felt comfortable voting on it. And so I think that's a good example of, of what I'm talking about. In the seven years that you've been on the board, would you say the Star Center was the most controversial to pass your desk? or And if not, what would you say uh, would not controversial or, or the biggest topic really that, that made an impact on, on Mansfield? I think it depends on um, your perspective. Mm -hmm. uh, that was certainly a big one um, for the city of Mansfield. But you have to remember Mansfield ISD is bigger than the city of Mansfield. Right. You know, Arlington, Grand Prairie, we've got some, Fort, some of Fort Worth, Rendon, unincorporated areas. We've got Johnson County. So that while that was a really big one, um, I would have to say personally, I think picking our new, next superintendent after Dr. Vyshovskis retired, um, because that's going to have a real long-term effect effect on the school district. And that was um, not just a moment in time. <laughs> it's oh, yeah. going to be many moments in time. And so pick, uh, so selecting Dr. Cantu as our next superintendent, I think is probably the biggest responsibility I've had since I've been on the board. And describe Dr. Cantu's experience prior to becoming the superintendent. She's been with the, the the MISD for, for many, many years. She has been, and and she was Dr. V's number two. So okay. when Dr. V was out, um, she would be the one that would act in his place. So she does have a lot of experience. And of course, um, Dr. V has been a tremendous mentor to her personally. Um, and she has a lot of experience in Mansfield ISD, but she also has some experience in Burleson. She's very well connected in the school community as well as a whole. So she's got a lot of support from other school districts as well and a lot of um, experience through her friends, you know, that have been able to help her and guide her. Yeah, she's very well qualified for what she does, for what she's doing, but she is new. Oh, sure. <laughs> she is new in the role. And so there will be some growing pains, but I think she's doing um, phenomenal right now. But the one thing I do like about what she's been doing so far is that she is, she's very transparent by at, at least going out and, and making herself public by, by video. When there was the problem with the handing out the the electronic devices, she took to YouTube and and social media and said, "You know what? Here's a problem, and we're going to try to correct that." And I apologize. The fact that she came out and publicly apologized is rare. And I commend her for that. And one of the things I really like about her is she truly does have that continuous improvement mindset. And that speaks very near and dear to me. I don't know if you're familiar with an industry, the Six Sigma certifications. Um, so there's uh, there's a whole movement out there about um, continuous improvement that's called Six Sigma. And Six Sigma is a very mathematical term, but basically uh, what it says is that we 
don't want to make mistakes very often at all. And so I actually worked in continuous improvement for a number of years in my chemical engineering job and am a Six Sigma black belt, which sounds really fancy, but it just means I have a lot of statistical background um, and can look at problems from a very analytical standpoint. And um, that's one of the things that I really like about Dr. Cantu is that good isn't good enough, right? Good can always be better. And so she really is committed to trying to figure out, uh, like I said earlier, one of the biggest challenges is how do we um, help every child? So if there is a child that's whose needs aren't being met, I mean, that's her mindset. So how in the world do we create a program that's going to help them as well? Right. I used to own a business where the, the motto was, I'm not satisfied until you're satisfied. Yes. And it sounds very similar yes. to uh, you're always trying to improve. Um, well, we appreciate the 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 fact number one that a school board member, a school board trustee, is a volunteer, and and we appreciate uh, all of the school board members. And thank you for uh, for your service on on the uh, the school board. Well, I very much enjoy it, and I'm so thankful that um, our public has believed enough in me to vote for me, um, and that doesn't go lightly with me. I think about that often, that people actually took the time out of their day to go vote and not just vote, but to vote for me. And it's very humbling. And I'm very, very thankful for the opportunity to serve. Someone told me that you are a hobbyist soap maker. Oh, I love it. This has been my quarantine hobby. You know how everybody has their (laughs) thing that they wanted to do and never did? Right. They either sat in front of the TV or they created a new hobby. And so you're making soap. I am. And I should have brought you some. I'll have to bring you some. (laughs) All right. uh, It is very much a hobby. um, And I'm going to have to give a shout out uh, to Pam over at Dolliver Bay. Pam Camo. Because uh, she makes the best soap. And so I have enjoyed her soap for years. I've given those out as teacher gifts and all of that. And um, during this pandemic, I started thinking that making soap wouldn't be a bad thing, uh, getting people to wash their hands more, and reached out to Pam. And she's been very helpful. And I've just had so much fun playing with it. And um, we're both excited. We're both nerdy in our own little ways. And we've enjoyed uh, connecting in that way very much so. But she she does it better. But uh, I still have a lot of fun with her. (laughs) Yeah, Pam's a big nerd. Uh, Shout out to Pam. Uh, Absolutely. Pam, Pam was Pam was a guest on this show, uh, probably within the first half dozen episodes. I, I don't. She, She's a great community and, member. I enjoy her very, very much. Uh, she manages the the farmers market where she uh, she sells her soap, and her, her soap now is available at uh, at the the local farmer, the new business on Main Street. And she has a new it booth is, that's opening up, too, at um, Painted Tree. I did not know that. Yes, so very I'm very cool. excited about that. Do you envision uh, Karen's soap to, to take on a similar path? <laughs> not at all. Um, it's really just a hobby for me. I enjoy um, the chemistry side of things. Of course. And so uh, I've had a lot of fun experimenting with different stuff. So I don't think I would ever get to the point where I could make a product consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I would always want to try something else or do something different just to see how it impacted that. Uh, so it's the nice thing about it is that you do, there are some dangerous chemicals involved. So you do have to turn your phone on silence. And I think that's the part that really appeals to me is that it's one of those things that requires requires concentration. And so you can't be distracted while you do it. <laughs> the dangerous chemical lie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so. that has to be handled with care. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's a lot of fun. I really do enjoy it, but I recommend Pam's products over mine any day. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite ice cream? 
I am very plain with that, but I really like a good vanilla. A good vanilla. I really do. Like I like the vanilla bean. I like all the crafty stuff in there. And if you want to put a few things in there, like um, a Heath bar or an Oreo or something, like that's all good too, but just a good basic vanilla. If you've listened to this the, the show with any regularity, you know that we do a lightning round. It's time for the lightning round. Uh oh. <laughs> this is where the listeners actually really get to know Karen Marcucci. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. So, whatever comes to mind, yell it out. Uh, day or night? Day. Plane or train? Plane. Plane or road trip? Road trip. Snow ski or water ski? I've never done either. Can you believe that? But I like the cold. I'll say snow. Pizza or taco? Taco. Yes. <laughs> Rain or sunshine? Sunshine. Speakers or earbuds? Speakers. Talk or text? I'm a talker. You know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> Teach or learn? Learn. But I feel like you don't really, if you can't teach it, you don't really know it. So yeah. I like to learn, but then I like to teach to make sure I truly understand what I learned. So I guess we'll have to go with learn on that one. <laughs> this is actually one of the favorite things I love about doing this podcast is bringing people in. I, I didn't finish college. I have no degree. And so I always look at this talk realm as my second education. Having worked in talk radio for my, my entire career, I'm working with talk show hosts that are have these intelligent minds, whether I believe them politically, whatever. But uh, I always looked at talk radio as, as my second education, as the education that I never really completed. And yeah. So, uh, teacher learn, I would, I, I'm learning. Well, and you know, much to my husband's dismay, like those re road trips and all that, that we just talked about, right. um, I have it on NPR cause I always learn something new there. Um, you know, no matter how you feel about it politically, I always learn something or I go investigate something like just the other day. Uh, I was fascinated by this and this is going to be a mysterious topic for you to investigate glitter. Okay, you need yes. to find out more about glitter. Do you know this? We don't know who the largest purchaser of glitter is in the United States. It's it's classified. I don't know if classified is the right word, but the person that uh, or that company that GlitterX that sells uh, glitter right. um, will not name their top customer. And uh, they said that you may not even recognize glitter as glitter in their application. So I have to know more about this. <laughs> there was, I read something about glitter and, and I think I read it in the New York Times. Oh, there was an article. Yes. Yes. And wonderful article. It's, so listeners go back into the New York Times archives and this only came out within the last six months about glitter well, maybe we need to create a documentary. Maybe you and I need to work on that as a side project. But I just love it because there's so many common things that we just don't know much about. And it's just so fun to learn more about them. <laughs> Karen Marcucci, you're a very fascinating person. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed everybody that I've ever met. I've tried to learn something from them. And um, I just love the opportunity to connect with people in this way. So thank you for that opportunity. If someone wanted to reach out to the school board as there a way to communicate, whether it's through a website or an email? Email is the best way to do that. And all of the board members, our addresses are listed on the website there. We each have our own unique address and um, Karen Marcucci at misdmail.org. But again, there's hyperlinks on the website. So and the that's website the is misd.org. Mm -hmm. 
Excellent. Karen, I appreciate you uh, for everything you've done on the school board, and, and thank you for being on About Mansfield. Well, I appreciate you bringing news back to Mansfield. This is So again, I like to learn. So when I came to Mansfield, uh, my next-door neighbor, neighbor knew this about me, um, Peggy Hudson. Shout out to her. Um, and Peggy used to buy me a subscription to the Mansfield News Mirror every year for my birthday. Oh, very good. <laughs> because I just enjoyed that so much. And so I've just really missed that connection. And so I'm so proud of the work that you're doing. And I'm so proud of the volunteers that you have that are here and uh, thankful to have the opportunity for our community to connect in this way. So I truly appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that the, and, and the kind words. It definitely is a, a team effort here with, with the, all the volunteer reporters who just, like I told you off the air, uh, who just came out of the woodwork and wanted to be a part of this. And it brings me back to my talk radio days. And, and so being in this little nine by 10 studio is, is my playground. So I am. Well, I'm glad you enjoy it so much because I really do enjoy listening. Thank you. And again, thanks for being on About Mansfield. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it's Mansfield News, Talk and Information, and we will talk in studio with local musician Brad Russell. The show will be released on Wednesday, March 3rd. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. School Board Recap, Courtney Lackey-Wilson. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Sports, Tommy Cummings. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. I want to thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.